For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dodici. You're listening to Daybreak. This weekend, Texas Republicans tried and have so far only partially failed to throw out a slew of votes cast in Harris County, while Trump supporters in the state disrupted a Biden campaign stop. It's Monday, November 2nd. Yesterday, we reported that Texas Republicans had asked the state Supreme Court to throw out more than 100,000 ballots cast by curbside voting. Later in the day, the court denied the request, as they did last month in a similar lawsuit filed by the Texas GOP. However, this lawsuit was also filed in the federal court system, and a hearing will take place this morning to decide whether or not those votes will count. Roughly 10% of the total ballots from early voting in Democrat-leading Harris County were cast by curbside voting. While Texas is traditionally a Republican stronghold, high turnout in early voting has led Democrats to believe that the state's 38 electoral college votes could be in play for Joe Biden this year. Harris County, along with the state of Texas as a whole, has already surpassed its total voter turnout from 2016. That wasn't the only election-related headline to come out of Texas this weekend. The FBI is investigating reports of a dangerous incident on Friday where supporters of President Trump aggressively surrounded a Biden campaign bus on a Texas interstate. The incident caused the Democrats to cancel multiple campaign events due to safety concerns, and led to at least one collision with vehicles driven by Biden staffers. Texas GOP Chairman Alan West dismissed the reports as, quote, fake news and propaganda. President Trump retweeted a video capturing the incident with the caption, I love Texas. Texas Democrats view the incident as a serious case of illegal voter intimidation and yet another attempt to suppress Democrat turnout in the Lone Star State. On Saturday in North Carolina, another competitive state this election, police officers used pepper spray to disperse a peaceful march to a polling location in Alamance County, making at least eight arrests in the process. The I Am Change march was organized in honor of black victims of police brutality, including Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. The march was sanctioned by the local police, but officers began using tear gas when demonstrators kneeled before a Confederate statue for only seconds longer than their allotted time. In other headlines, the nation's leading infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, delivered a stark assessment of the current state of the pandemic, saying the United States is in a bad position, and that a return to normalcy may only be possible towards the end of 2021 or even 2022. Fauci called for an abrupt change to public health practices and behaviors in the United States. Yesterday, Super Typhoon Guni made landfall in the Philippines, killing at least seven people and causing volcanic mud flows that buried houses. And on Saturday, Sean Connery passed away at his home in the Bahamas. The actor, known for starring as the original James Bond, was 90 years old. In campus news, Princeton's endowment grew to $26.6 billion last year, representing a return rate of 5.6%. While the return rate is lower than in the two previous years, it still translates to a $500 million gain over the fiscal year ending in June. Andrew Golden is the president of the Princeton University investment company, Prinko, which manages the endowment. He told the prince that the financial impact of the pandemic is making future returns uncertain. You can find a more thorough review of the announcement at dailyprincetonian.com. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Jack Anderson, David Maluski, and Eli Costa, and produced under the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Fedici. Have a wonderful day.